Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Bang on. Two, two, one, two. Yep. Great. Mm-hmm. On DAB+, Plus, online, via the TalkSport app, and on your smart speaker. This is Talk Wrestling on TalkSport 2. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Paul Heyman. I serve as special counsel to your reigning, defending, undisputed WWE Universal Heavyweight Champion, Roman Reigns. And these people are a drag on my time asking me to remind you that you're listening to talk. I don't even know what the name of the show is. Talk wrestling, wrestling talk. It doesn't matter to me. And you know why? Because I don't listen to it and neither should you. Outside of the unreal work that Roman Reigns continues to do in a WWE ring, we're thankful for the fact that his reign continues because we can continue to use Paul Heyman absolutely burying Talk Wrestling. <laughs> Still good. Still good. <laughs> You're listening to Talk Wrestling uh, with TalkSport on your Fight Night podcast feed. I'm Will Gavin. TalkSport's wrestling czar Alex McCarthy alongside me. And coming up on the show today, a bit of a mania debrief. We've got some cracking interviews to come your way, including Becky Lynch, Corey Graves, Austin, sorry, Theory, Just theory. Uh, and Ripley and Naomi as well. Rhea Ripley, Naomi, so much great stuff coming your way. Plus, we've got a pay-per-view coming or a special live event or whatever you want to call it, but it's finally, Premium. finally happening. Premium live event. Sorry, I won't pull a Cody Rhodes and call a title a belt or vice versa. <laughs> uh, I'll make sure of that. Uh, and we'll talk a bit of AW as well, all coming up on Talk Wrestling. Uh, as always, Talk Wrestling, bringing you your very best coverage from the wrestling world via TalkSport, via Alex's brilliant work on the TalkSport website, TalkSport.com forward slash wrestling, and on his Twitter feed as well, at AlexM underscore TalkSport. Ow! Only one place to start. September the 3rd. Mm. Talk Wrestling live in Cardiff. Yeah. It's, I don't care if we can't announce it yet because we don't have a venue or an agreement from work or any of that yet. We will be doing some kind of live show around that event. Yes. Because... WWE is coming big to the UK. 100% Talk Wrestling will, will definitely be in Cardiff. I mean, it, it was a joy to be back on the radio for preview and review of WrestleMania. My my uh, my lapsed wrestling fans, you know, my oh, harem of the lapsed wrestling have, fans. Right. So, uh, Re- Mania weekend, because we, we haven't really Mania debriefed the two of us because mm. you did the, the, the 
post show, which you can find on the Fight Night feed uh, from out there in Dallas. Uh, we watched night one all together, and they enjoyed it so much. We all watched night two remotely, but all like started. There's a separate WhatsApp group now, just of the kind of wrestling Look nerds, and they're all planning to come to Cardiff. So wow, yeah, one of them works here, and I'm like, do you want to do an OB producer shift for the live show that I definitely haven't got sign off on yet? <laughs> but we will be doing. We will do it. We will. Like, I mean, this is the thing. I, I speaking to WWE and the stuff that we did out in WrestleMania a, a lot of you guys are going to get to hear it on today's show with the mm-hmm. interviews but we do have more than that I, I was obviously there with Cody Rhodes the morning after he re-debuted in WWE we're going to have that discussion in full in the coming weeks Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens two of the MVPs I would say will yeah. over WrestleMania we've got them as well exclusive interviews to drop and a singular podcast as well in the next couple of weeks but today we're loading up with a lot of the other interviews headlined by Big Time Bex, no doubt, who was in great cracking form, as you know, Will. She always is on Media Day. Um, so, man, it was awesome to get out there and get all of that content, but I am certain uh, when it comes to the UK and we're in Cardiff, man, it's going to be wild. I- I'm told, don't know if this is an exclusive or not, there's going to be other events around this uh, UK oh, you've got show. You've to UK at the arena the night yeah, before. You've got to have... Well, you've the, got night, to do the night before stuff. is... Smackdown, presumably. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. Smackdown at the Motor Point or something. Yeah, yeah. it would be the Motor Point. Uh, WWE obviously ran that venue a few times with NXT UK, and uh, I believe they've done live events there too when they do hit Cardiff. So yeah, it's it's one of them. I'm led to believe there's going to be some other stuff announced in the coming weeks and months about what's going to be around that weekend. So for all intents and purposes, will like. It's going to be like a Mania weekend, you know. I love that so That much. we do, where it's like a, a festival of WWE wrestling spread over the night. And thus, you guys are going to need me and Will. <laughs> you will need talk wrestling to give you the goods. Uh, so absolutely, we plan on doing I, that. I, I'm thinking like a little, like a lunchtime pub event on the Saturday, maybe. Oh. Yeah, we get WWE to bring along a couple of people who are involved in the pay-per-view, maybe an NXT UK star, maybe a you know main roster star. I, I reckon we can get this all to happen. I, I am so confident that I'm calling it now and just keep an eye on particularly Alex's socials and the TalkSport website because we will be putting that out and we'll be making this happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And that's the thing, WWE, um, we, we, if Will had have been able to come to WrestleMania, I'm not saying that to sour the wounds. Do you know what the uh, worst part of it is? is you I, ended, I ended up short notice going to New York at the start of last week. And I know known about that like two weeks in advance I could have gone to Dallas and then hopped over to New York exactly I I was honestly booking those flights to New York for work purposes but just going this is I'm delighted to be going for a couple of days but man I'm devastated I wasn't (laughs) in Dallas as well I mean again I'm not I've said this a few times but like as a 1988 baby Mm. who thoroughly loved and fell in love with wrestling during the Attitude Era, in and around that, it was a great weekend for me. It just it just was, like Austin Vince. I, I thought the, the Jackass match was incredibly entertaining. Like, all of it worked for me on, like, nearly every level. And how often can I say that about a WWE card? I, I, I know we, you know, this isn't a WrestleMania debrief per se, but 
it was just worth saying, man. I wish you were there. <laughs> I was I was more into night one than I was night two, and perhaps night two having spread it over watching half of it live and then half of it the next day didn't help that necessarily. Um, you know, Edge AJ didn't quite live up to my hopes Correct. for it, which was part of the problem. And I, I kind of feel like AJ working to other people's pace continues to be a problem because it's amazing. There's only like four years between those guys, and yet AJ can get in the ring with guys like Austin Theory and absolutely Terror. go for twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. But then slowing down to kind of Edge's pace, which is why I like the the idea of the you know Edge faction and doing something a bit with him where he can, you know, he can almost be like the leader of the brood, bringing through young guys like he was when he came in. But we're getting into the weeds, as I knew we would do in this. Third <laughs> of September, is yeah. thirty years since SummerSlam, correct? Like to almost the month. I mean, if we could get, like, a Bret Hart appearance or something like that, wow. it would absolutely tear the house down. But I think that, for me, the opportunities this affords longer term... Because what I was asked around the office was, so what's this show going to be? Is it SummerSlam? Is it, you know, one of the other kind of... Is it TLC or a Hell in a Cell? Something like that? I, my understanding is this is like the Australia Super Show or, like, the Saudi Arabia shows or even the MSG shows where this is a special one-off kind of separate pay-per-view that will still be billed as a pay-per-view that will still have a build and everything to it but it's not going to be bringing an existing event over but if this works and they sell out and Mm. you get big numbers there and it proves that they can do a full week of stuff then they've previously talked about SummerSlam they've previously talked about Mania in this country for Christ's sake Like, like I think that this just opens up possibilities for even more stuff going forward well, the, the interesting thing is, and bear with me while I go on like a long explanation. Yeah, I'm, I'm um, here. I'm here. But the reason that they didn't run anything from SummerSlam 92, the reason it's been 30 years is pretty much the time difference, right? Triple H's been open about this with me in the past, saying that SummerSlam 92, yeah, it's a classic in many eyes, right? Macho Man and Ultimate Warrior and you got Brett and the Bulldog and... But commercially, because of the time difference, I think they did like a million less pay-per-view buys than the year before, right? So from a business standpoint, yes, they, you know, great gate. They had like over 80,000 there at Wembley. But it didn't do revenue-wise from a pay-per-view standpoint. It didn't work. Well, not that it didn't work, but it just it's a lot of money to lose. And then they did do some pay-per-views, but, you know, they weren't really pay-per-views. They were like the house shows, Rebellion and Insurrection around the turn of the millennium. Uh, But, of course, the dynamic is different now, right? The pay-per-view model is different. They run the WWE Network, so it's not as dependent on those numbers. Um, We've seen that the gates and the merchandise done at these shows, ironically, that Wembley 92 event is one of the highest-selling merchandise shows ever for WWE. We've seen that that can make a real impact and WWE's model has changed with the TV rights now taking a massive precedence. So I think the timing has come full circle as well. Obviously, the UK thing that started in 2000 and uh, I want to say it was 16, towards the end of 2016 and then I think 2018 NXT UK is built. It's all made this kind of perfect storm. Now, this is worth tooting our own horn, Will, but TalkSport did report last year that Wales was going to be the venue. You toot your horn, buddy. Don't I, be afraid I, to. I said our horn, <laughs> to be fair. Hey, look, I'm just, I'm just a, a gob on the other side of the uh, <laughs> desk, mate. You, you, you toot away. But look, we, we did report it last September that 
the uh, I always want to call it the Millennium Stadium, Will, that the Principality Stadium um, was the front runner for WWE. Now, at that time, SummerSlam was a consideration, as far as I was told. It wasn't off the table. Um, and then a few months later, we learned that that would be in Nashville. Okay? So they obviously decided, you know what, we'll make this a standalone event. The interesting thing is there is no other pay-per-view in September on the on the marquee at the moment. So WWE will be treating it like it is a major show, presumably building to it on TV. But then they do that for the Saudi Arabia shows now. So I assume it's going to be in a similar vein. But when you look at like the festival uh, idea, I guess, of the weekend where you have SmackDown and Raw either side here, um, presumably an NXT UK show, although a lot of their stars are going to NXT now, so slightly can... You know, slightly con- concerned about where that <laughs> brand's going. Uh, although I've heard nothing to that, so don't. There's, there's a don't lot of talent me. still in in that. Group, there is, but right? they're not. There's a lot going over, and not many being signed. Is my uh, feels like thought. a post-pandemic thing. I know this is a totally separate conversation, but feels like a, almost a post-pandemic thing where indies haven't been running in this country for two years. So mm. where's that talent going to come from if you've not got a pool of people? wrestling week in week out two three times a week that you can then go to and say actually that guy's really improved let's bring him in so yeah it's true I mean, I'm sure I, I could name 20 wrestlers right now that I want NXT UK to sign at some point but yeah oh, there's a lot of, uh, you know that's another thing Rev Pro in progress you know, alone you could you could handpick 20 people and easily you know prop up the brand but I'm sure that'll be involved heavily you know Mandrews and Flash <laughs> and Eddie looking um looking for a spot on this show in Wales um, but yeah it's one of those things that has been in the pipeline for a long time obviously they were meant to do this in 2020 that people kind of forget before the pandemic broke WWE had plans I'm not sure if it was going to be Wales at this point but they had plans to come over and Tyson Fury has since admitted he was meant to main event with Drew McIntyre no idea if that's going to be what happens this year you know he Tyson Fury's a busy man. Dillian White. Next <laughs> bit of a week. fight coming up in a couple of weeks. Yeah, <laughs> just a little fight. Don't know, you know, what happens there. Let's say he lost and there's a rematch clause and blah, 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 and he's busy. And then if he wins, he probably wants the winner of AJ and Usyk. Sorry, people who don't follow boxing, but it's all important uh, <laughs> to factor in. Although I will say, when he did fight Braun Strowman, he was only two months removed from mm-hmm. Otto Varlin and a bad cut, really bad. Uh, and then he would fight Deontay Wilder about five months later. So I don't know if his schedule matters that much. If it, uh, He'll be involved, I would imagine, at the very least. Is he going to main event with Drew? I don't know. They, they'd probably be wise to put Drew versus Roman, I would assume, for the title whether Drew wins or not. Who knows? Um, but still, I do think they'll do something along those lines where they get these big celebrities involved and it's a big major event. They were trying to do it then and I believe the only reason now that it's come to fruition and it is Wales is is the roof, Will. They said all along and wisely so after the Tampa WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You cannot trust the weather, let alone in Britain. So very smart call from WWE indeed. Uh, look, we will be continuing to build to that show, of course, as well. And uh, next week, around 
the big battle. Of course, you're on the, getting this on the Fight Night feed, so next week there's going to be so much great content coming mm-hmm. out on this feed from a boxing perspective. If you are a fan, Fury White is exclusive on Talk Sport. We've got Bob Arum in the studio for an hour. We've got special shows coming from both the weigh-in and the press conference, which are coming three days apart. We've got a special show on the Thursday night. So there'll be loads of content on this stream feed, but there will be a Talk Wrestling out next week uh, as well. And we are looking at and working on bringing you a nice big name uh, to, to be involved in that and to uh, and to bring you an interview with but for now for today we're going to be getting in some interviews we've got uh, from Wrestlemania uh, from uh, the the stuff that WWE provided a couple of mentions for AW off the back of these but first let's get to our interviews with Rhea Ripley Naomi Theory Corey Graves all coming up let's start with I mean <laughs> we can't say anywhere else the big time bet <laughs> no here we are Alex McCarthy talk sport Becky Lynch, the champ, big time bags yeah, in the house. The look, forever champ. Look at that. When will it end? Never. Uh-huh. Never, she says. Never. <laughs> never. Never. Listen, we come into town on the same night, by the way, is Becky and Bianca, Charlotte and Rhonda. What's, all these, what's the deal with these posters for Charlotte and, Ro- and Rhonda? Huh? What do you mean? I mean, you must be the main attraction on night one, are you not? I am. I am. What is the there people. more? Is there more posters for them than there is for me? This is what we're I've hearing. seen billboards. I've seen billboards of me all over the place. Well, then that's And what so I think that matters a bit more than a little poster. <laughs> we don't take no posters when we're big time. We take a freaking billboard. Yeah, billboards yeah they can this. have the posters. <laughs> they can have the scrap change. They're freaking matches for the birds. Our match is the biggest match in women's history. Two main event WrestleMania. Mania, main event, yeah. winners going head-to-head in the main event of WrestleMania. It's huge. It's, your WrestleMania legacy is huge anyway. How excited are you to add to that with Bianca this weekend? Oh, yeah. I'm really, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to just beat her in like 18 seconds and get the hell out of Dallas, Texas. <laughs> Less time then than SummerSlam. There's no, yeah, less. man. What, like, what, 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 what am I gonna do? Spend more time? No, I've proven that I can beat her quickly. So I'm just gonna prove that once again. You know, once again, get out of dodge. Since you've been back, by the way, I've richly enjoyed a lot of your your in ring performances. Okay, like people that we'd never seen you work, like a like a program with Liv Morgan, Dewdrop, and people like that. Big I'm time Bex is always yeah exactly. You always come out on top. But how fun has it been to, for new opponents? Cool programs. Yes, it's been very exciting. Um, I feel like I've elevated a lot of people, made them better, bring them to new heights, give them a little taste of, of the big time, a little aperitif <laughs> of the big time, and then I beat them. And that's what I do. But it, but it shows them what's possible. What's possible if you're big time Bex. Not, not if you're Liv Morgan, not if you're Dewdrop, no, but if you're big time Bex, what's possible? Yeah. So maybe they can come back as big time Bex one day. That's up to them. That's up to them. But there is only one of me, unfortunately. I'll tell you what as well. I was at Survive Series. Amazing match with Charlotte Flair. Of course, had all the intrigue around it, the hysteria. Do you think that match helped your relationship in a a weird way? With her? Yeah. Like you get to go out there and make magic? No, it doesn't Uh, help. I don't don't know. I think think we're always going to be synonymous with each other's careers, but I don't think... um, I, I, I don't like the way she does things. I don't like the way she does business, and uh, and I'm pretty sure she doesn't like me either. So it's a uh, it's a it's a mutual relationship. Maybe one day when we're both retired and we can look back and go, hey, well, we freaking changed the game. That was pretty cool. Um, but but right now, 
right now I think it's always going to be like this. Yeah, because you had a lot of emotion coming after that match, right? Yeah. You know, backstage. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's you know you talk about years of friendship and and coming up together and having a similar dream and a similar vision and and there's so much love and you've been through so much and you've survived things together. Like I mean, literally survived sure. things together. And so to go from that to then just pure hatred and wanting to tear each other apart it's sad it's really it's really sad when you see a friendship dissolve like that in a manner like that especially when it's it doesn't feel necessary you know yeah. so yeah so, so there was a lot of emotion involved speaking of emotion I'm hearing that Triple H spoke to you guys yesterday yes. how wonderful was that to see him in the flesh oh it was amazing man I, I choked up my husband did too it, it was incredible I think we all missed him he's been such a part of, of all of our journey and he's been especially for us for the women he's been such a champion for us and really has allowed um, us to evolve in the way that we have and be able to tell stories in the way that we have and change the game and change the business and now as a, as a mother of a little girl she can look at us and you know, she can know that, well, hell, anything's possible. If I want to do that, I won't be relegated to, oh, when, when I came in, which wasn't too long ago, women couldn't punch. Mm. We couldn't punch. I was told I couldn't punch. I had to move more like a girl. What the hell does that mean? I'm a girl and I'm moving, you know? And so, and so there is no limits. There is no limits anymore. And that's awesome. And that is hugely thanks to Triple H. The girl who failed PE had to move more like a girl. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I didn't, I didn't fail PE for moving like a girl. I failed PE for not moving. That is cool, though, like you said, because uh, he is so important to you and Seth, right? Like, the relationship that you've had. Um, I guess, like, if you could characterise any of that from NXT, like, how important he was to your journey. Is there any particular area? I know he's, like, the entrance guy. Everyone talks about that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm just. I'm, yeah, my, get these those shoes, shoes off. Are this room no, is huge. Shoes, yeah. And <laughs> mom, I don't got time to get my toes. Done. Look, the toes look great. Hey, hey, oh, oh, don't, oh. Don't, 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 don't. Yeah. So, so anyway, um, so Triple H was a great part. He was very patient with me, gave me lots of advice. Um, and obviously, when you come in, all right, we're not shooting this. Yeah. Uh, when you come in and you freaking do an Irish jig on his TV show, and that's your entrance, and he's still able to go, let's give this lady some TV time. I think that is a patient human, and I think that is a good human. And 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 he saw something in me and a work ethic in me, and he he helped nourish that and and helped it flourish and and to, to become. What I am today. Final one, very, very quick. Have you given Kevin Owens advice how to stun a Steve Austin? Uh, I actually, actually, I did. <laughs> I did. Um, I did. But but look, I don't want I don't want to give away any no game, game plans. plans. I don't want to give away any game mm -hmm. plans. Look, I think he would be very annoyed with me, but we have discussed it. We have discussed awesome. Sorry, Steve. But, but so, You're caught in between. I'm caught in between because I love Steve, right? And, and I don't think he'll be annoyed at me because, look, He's been doing, Steve's been doing this for years, mm. right? And so he's only been stunning for a little while. And so, and so, you know, I was trying to even the, the playing field, if something happens, to, to make it better for Steve and for Kevin, for everybody. That's what I do. I make it better for everybody. That's what you do when you're big time. You, you, yeah. Mm. That sounds like a logical response to me. Uh, thank you very much, Becky Lynch. Enjoy WrestleMania. I'm making things better for everyone. I look like a sheepdog. <laughs> Damn. You check yourself. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. Uh, Alex McCarthy from Talksport here at WrestleMania weekend with the one and only Sheepdog, apparently. <laughs> Sheepdog. Rough. <laughs> 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 Rhea Ripley 
What's up, everyone? Hey, what's happening? <laughs> WrestleMania weekend, man. Uh, again, delighted to finally get the chance to be in front of you again. Tag team specialist these days. I know, I know. What's up Apparently. with that? Huh? I don't know. I guess people, they like me. <laughs> <laughs> people want to be friends with Rhea Ripley? I, I guess so. Yeah. You know, I was definitely a lone wolf, and then I got chucked in with Nikki, and then I got chucked in with Liv, but I'm having fun. Yeah. I really am. It looks like you're having fun with Liv, to yes. be fair. Like, you've got like a, a standing friendship before you were tagging, I assume. Yeah, yeah, we've been at the WWE PC together, uh, Performance Center, sorry, my <laughs> slang is kicking in. Um, so, like, we've known each other for, like, five years now, and we're, I think she's, like, a year older than me or six months older than me, so, like, we're around the same age, and we just get along, we like the same stuff, mm. so it's just working. Uh, and, obviously, you've got the four-way this Sunday, like, your WrestleMania legacy already, of course, is pretty big, yeah. right? Charlotte Flair, and then you got the title win last year. Oh, so what are your memories like, I guess, when it comes to WrestleMania season? Stress. <laughs> no <laughs> <Yeah>. sleep. <Yeah>. But <laughs> that being said, we have so much fun. Mm. And it is so exciting. And, like, I'm so pumped for this tag team match. Like, I, I'm so excited. So much talent in this match. Dude, it's incredible. Like, all us girls are out there for the same reason we want all the eyes to be on the tag team championships for people to remember and realize how much they mm. do mean and how important they are and what we bring to the table so we're all going out there and we're gonna we're gonna kill it and you know what the charlotte match a great match by the way front Thank of no you. fans though i know right? last year was kind of different but this year all the brits everyone's over here right everyone it's the, it's the real mania everyone it's wild like <laughs> it's just slowly been building for me. Yeah. <laughs> like it's been like zero people, not full capacity, and now it's like, hey, can be full capacity <laughs> yeah, if yeah. we want it to be. <laughs> so it's, it's just wild. Like I can't wait to step out on stage with Liv and just like take a proper look around because most of the time I don't take things in. Um, I just try and like go out in there and do it. But Liv really does make me stop and sit and like look and think and all of that so I know that I'm going to take it in this time and hopefully I don't cry again on TV <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's the thing like it, it, the possibilities in WWE right now I, I felt heading to Elimination Chamber you had like a lot of momentum right yeah. I don't know if you felt that but like it felt like on Twitter people were like oh Rhea's coming yes. back right because yeah. you'd been in the tag picture I know you're backing it now but yeah. it's kind of cool to feel that way that people are ready for you to really rise again yeah. you've got Ronda you've got Becky there's a lot of yep. potential yeah and when it happens it's going to take off I feel because people have been wanting it for so long. Um, I don't know when it's going to happen. Um, I'm very happy with Liv and I'm enjoying my time with Liv, but once that does come to an end, I'm so excited to see where we go from there. Yeah. Uh, quickly, just to wrap up, I know obviously there's a million members uh, of media here. <laughs> so many. Uh, my feet hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised, by the no. way. I know, the camera can't see it. But, uh, you're always bigger than me, man. I know, sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to say, because, you know, I, I heard that Triple H spoke to you guys yesterday. It must have been cool to see him in the flesh and, yes. uh, you know, and get that kind of words from the game himself obviously he's had to retire yeah. we know the circumstances uh, I've been asking people generally what does Triple H mean to you for instance right, he's an entrance guy yes right was Triple H like oh. you know what you know what real get that stomping uh, <laughs> yes I, I wish I sort of I got that from um, Mitch Lucker from Suicide Silence mm. but um I do love Triple H entrances. I really want to... I wanted to do the motorbike for so long and then Raquel did it and I was like, damn it! Maybe if we tag again one day. <laughs> oh, man. But, um, 
Yeah, speaking of Triple H, like I'm, I'm so, I was so happy to see him yesterday. Like I started crying sitting there listening oh, to him talking because he means so much to all of us. He's really like a wrestling dad, and to see and know that he's been going through so much, it really does like hurt my heart. I'm so glad that he's getting healthier and he's mm. getting better and he's still with us today. So that's that's fantastic. I just I love him like a dad. Like he really is the wrestling dad of everyone that came through NXT. Like he he loves whole, like exactly. his children. There's so. a whole generation of performers, right? That yeah. like love Triple H, which I think yeah. is great. Yeah. I can't wait to see the tag match Sunday. <laughs> Go get the. I mean, I said this to Naomi earlier. I don't want to be a, a Judas or anything. Go get that gold, I will. Uh, Rhea. <laughs> You know, that WrestleMania legacy is going big for you. So good luck. Thank you. And I can't wait to see it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> hey! <laughs> well, you know me. I see you two stepping with gorilla, the Gorilla show. Gang over there. Yeah. I see you. I see you dancing. <laughs> and now you come stand with me. Alex McCarthy talks about WrestleMania weekend. How are you feeling? Excited! Exactly. What, what a straightforward question that is. <laughs> Boss Glow, talk to me a little bit about that. I remember last time we spoke, you were like, you know, uh, or you, Bianca could be a possible tag team partner. Mm-hmm. But you did say about the history with Sasha as well. Heck yeah. How did this come together? Uh, I, I, I honestly, um, us, us being on the same brand now is yeah. definitely was a big game changer. Um, and going through the stuff with with Sonya all year mm. um, I definitely think led us led us to this point and um, I'm just I'm I'm just I'm, I'm still shocked and surprised that I'm teamed up with Sasha <laughs> once again at this point in both of our careers I, I didn't see it coming but I'm so thankful and so glad and um, I've had a lot of tag team partners over the years, but none like Sasha mm. Banks. So. And listen, the pressure's on. She's got to snap the skid. Exactly. All right? Exactly. You need to get the W tomorrow. We got to. Like, <laughs> I, it's going to set me back. Like, I... <laughs> I got to make it happen this time. I got to make it happen this time. You spoke about Sonya there both. and the long uh, storyline that went, you know, how long did that go? Like nine months in the end, right? Like. <laughs> something something <laughs> crazy like that, which was awesome. I was about to say, did you enjoy that? Because I remember speaking I to did. Sonya. Um, and obviously, it, I guess that's one of the main things you want as a WWE star, to have a story, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, what was that like for you to kind of get your teeth st- stuck in stuff? Like... Did you have a lot of say in what happened? Or like, you know, I know Vince has been fairly hands-on with Sonya's character, so yeah. like, all of that involvement must have been pretty cool. Yeah, it, it, it was a, definitely a situation that I wasn't used to, even though I've been around for as long as I have. Mm. I had never in my entire career had a, a storyline that lasted more than a few weeks, you know what I mean? So um, to get this opportunity and to work with someone who put in just as much passion as I did, um, it was definitely a treat, and I, I enjoyed every every moment of it. Speaking of enjoyment, I'm an Usos guy. There's no secret, right? <laughs> I love the Usos. How much fun is, have they been having as the Bloodline? Oh man, they're they're killing it. They love it. Uh, but that's the thing we keep hearing, right? Everyone's like, Naomi could be in the Bloodline. Yeah. Uh, you hear that all the time, right? Like, but you look like you have so much fun, you yeah. know, being you, right? Like, yeah. does the heel turn does that ever appeal or? Um, I'm I'm definitely not opposed to it and I think that is so important in our business is to grow and evolve um, but um, if it ain't if it ain't there organically then I yeah. don't want it and I don't want it to be something just just for the sake of doing or just okay we've seen her in the glow for this long like let's just go heal yeah. to, to see something different like I really believe in it it evolving naturally there yeah do you um, think it would be a bit forced then to, to be in the bloodline 
Um, I no, it definitely works, but I what? think just right now there has to be like a way to get me there because yeah. I'm so not affiliated <laughs> with them right now on the show. You know what I mean? So um, and they're killing it. Like the faction is incredible. Like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, I'll you go, know yeah. what I mean? Like I'll go, yeah. um. I mean, you still, I suppose you still get the benefit of the Paul Heyman wisdom from afar <laughs> I do, anyway. Like, and it's, it's, it is a little weird that I'm not in it because I'm always there yeah, with them. Yeah. Like, I'm always there. I'm always around. I'm always, you know, annoying them. So <laughs> um, maybe later down the road or maybe, maybe there, there's somewhere for me to come in with, with the boys, with John and Josh. Mm. Um, who knows? But um, definitely something I would look forward to. I, I just I would want it to be the yeah, right crafted. time, yeah. you know, and done properly. Uh, I know I've only got a couple minutes because there is a million media here uh, <laughs> trying to get everyone. But I just want to finish on obviously WrestleMania weekend. There's so much going down here. Like the mm-hmm. return of Austin has got everybody buzzing. Right. Undertaker in mm-hmm. the Hall of Fame tonight. Um, but also, you know, Triple H retired in the I past know. week. I know. I just wanted to get some of your thoughts on that because there are so many. I feel like there's a generation of wrestlers mm-hmm. who, you know, AJ Styles and Kevin Owens outright said they wouldn't be in WWE without Triple H. Yeah. Like, uh, and obviously, I, I think it's fair to say he's helped women's wrestling come on a lot with through Hell NXT. Yeah. So, like, you know, yeah. what, how, what does Triple H mean to you? Um, so much. Um, I've had only great experiences and have learned throughout the years, um, especially coming in during NXT, um, having having him involved there and then coming up as a Funkadactyl. Triple H was hand on directing, you know, that that yeah. whole um, introduction and, and he loves an entrance, right? Yeah, that's why. That's like when I think of think of age, especially with me, I've got to work with him on that level. He's always there, hands on, creating these these entrances for me and being a part of it and giving, listening to our ideas and like, gosh, he's such a, a visionary. And even with the glow, um, I never, I don't think I ever would have got to. Um, Evolve into the glow had it not been. Did he for play Triple a role? H. Did he play a role in that entrance? Because I love the glow yeah, entrance. Yeah, he yeah. did. He was the one there with me each week. I was trying to figure out how to how the lighting was going to work, how to get me to light. And I had been trying to to get rehearsals and pitching that glow for two years, but it wasn't until he was like, "Okay, Naomi, I want to work on this yeah. with you." And um, gosh, he's helped me in in mania matches when um helping me and Brie Bella with the finish of her her last match at Mania. Oh, like, wow. He's, he's so instrumental in so many ways behind the scenes that I just think a lot of people don't realize because mm. it's just not talked about. And um, I, I love, too, that he's a girl dad. And I yeah. think maybe, too, that's why he's... Um, he he, he yeah. views us differently, and he's always there fighting for us and, and with us. And so... Um, yeah, man, H, H holds a holds a special special spot in my heart. I've got two daughters. I feel that. Yeah. I feel what you're yeah. saying. Uh, he's, Naomi, he's awesome. thank you so much for joining us. I know we're running out of time here, but thank you for joining TalkSport. Thank WrestleMania you. weekend. Go get them belts. Yeah! Go get them. I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> this is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Alice McCarthy of TalkSport with Austin Theory once more. Yes. How are you doing, brother? Spoke to you not long ago, yeah. Uh, well, here we are, though, in Dallas, WrestleMania weekend. How are you feeling uh, ahead of... Uh, Probably the biggest weekend of your career, is that be fair to say? Yeah, I, I feel so good. I know for a fact that I feel so much better than Pat McAfee. <laughs> I, I, like, are you kind of relishing what the expectations might be for that match and what you know you can do? You know what? I, I just have one expectation. I'm just going to beat the crap out of him. You know, and also too, it was funny. I got interviewed earlier, and somebody said, "Oh, I'm really good friends with Patrick." And I, it kind of took me a second. I was like, "Wow, my opponent's name is Patrick." What a tough name, Patrick. Is that the guy that's going to beat me at WrestleMania, Patrick? It's ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. Sorry, go ahead. No, it's fine. What, what edict has Vince McMahon given you for this match? What, what direction has he given you? You know how it goes, expect the unexpected. Oh, so I can't, really, you know, I can't really tell you what's going to happen because then you would you know, already expect. The unex- you would know what the unexpected is. Uh, but you know what's really unexpected is the name Patrick. It's just bad. It's just terrible. Since we last spoke, one thing that has happened is Triple H has called it a day in yep. ring, right? Yep. We spoke a little bit about, I know you said Shawn Michaels was more of your guy in NXT and stuff, but just talk to me a little bit about uh, Triple H's influence on you down the years, be it in this company or, you know, as a kid. Yeah, uh, man, Triple H, uh, we all know how it was as a kid with this thing. <laughs> you know, used to get in trouble at school all the time. Uh, he's a legend, you know, and uh, it's unfortunate what had happened, uh, but I'm great. He's in, you know, way better health and he's feeling uh, really good Um, but he's one of those guys like even when I signed with NXT um, always there if I had a question or you know advice or wasn't too sure about something always there to help Um, and just I'm glad he's you know in great hands and and he's feeling good and um, you know I would say who knows we could see him back in the Mm. ring but uh, yeah he's always the game he's always going to be the king of kings and he's always going to be a legend. I was going to say as well for Triple H, I understand he spoke to a lot of the talent yesterday. Like, was that really cool to kind of see him in the flesh again and know that he's cool? And Yeah, it, 
It's crazy too because when you hear somebody's like, you know, was, you know, not feeling good and, and some things happen to them, you don't really know how they're going to return. And then he comes back and it's the game. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, saunters in. Yeah, we're like, what? Like, dude, what happened to you? You've just been working out. You know what I mean? Uh, last one for me because I know uh, obviously there's a bustling amount of media Same. here for you. I know. What a WrestleMania weekend it must be. Uh, John Cena. I'm going to say it here because we talked about it the other day. You know, that's like the ultimate goal for you, the guy that you want. Yep. Let's let's get this out there. WrestleMania is that the ultimate goal for Austin Theory? That is that is my ultimate WWE career goal. Is me versus John Cena. I don't think there's a championship that matters more to me. Uh, I don't really think there's any other moment that matters more to me. It's me versus John Cena. That's something that I've strived my entire life to achieve. Um, that's somebody that motivated me at a very young age, even through personal stuff, and it, it created an attachment to the WWE for me. And yeah. you've seen, you know, how far that attachment's gotten me. And uh, you know, I, I think it's so crazy to sit here and go, "Oh, Austin Theory versus John Cena at WrestleMania," but is it? I mean, look at my last six months. I just main evented Madison Square Garden with Brock Lesnar, like, you know, and then Royal Rumble, and then we had the Elimination Chamber. It's uh, it's wild. And uh, even working with Mr. McMahon, you yeah. know, sitting there and we talked about that. Um, yeah, I, I could see it happening, you know. And does, I, does John Cena know? He does he know? Knows. He, he has to know. He absolutely has to know. I know you have a little bit of a relationship where you've met him yeah. in NXT and stuff. Have you, like, kind of made it clear, like, man, that would be, you know, come on. So I, I haven't actually said it to him, but uh, I have a good relationship with him. Um, but I, I think he's definitely seen it around because it's any time I have a chance to talk about that or yeah. get the opportunity to, hey, you know, who would you want to face? It's always him. Well, he's going to know now. Gonna he's going to know now. <laughs> Austin, man, enjoy Thank WrestleMania you. weekend. You, Alex McCarthy for TalkSport here right in Dallas for WrestleMania with the one and only, the savior himself, Corey Graves. How are you, man? I'm wonderful, and I did not realize until you just said your name out loud. I've read your stuff before. Oh. And I'm not mad at you. Yeah, no, just guy, for a second, I was like, oh, God, I'm scared. No, 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 no. It's, I, I, but, yeah, Alex McCarthy. I'm like, oh, I know Alex McCarthy. I see oh. your stuff online. So and here nice we to, are. Nice to put a face to a name. Yeah, and I'm with a walking conglomerate these days. <laughs> You're an entrepreneur, my man. Hey, I'm trying. I'm trying to make money somehow, you know what I mean? I just figured the more irons in the fire, the more likely one of them is to get hot. Exactly. So. How is that doing the show with Kamala? Is that something that you ever thought you could see yourself doing? Never in a million years. The whole thing came about as an accident. We started during the pandemic, like everybody else seemed to. Uh, we were bored. We had nothing else to do, and, and we were all locked down like everybody else. And an Instagram Live experiment turned into a podcast, which turned into a reality show, which was independent of WWE. And we kind of realized, well, if we want to do this with any sort of authenticity, WWE's got to be on board just because it's such a huge part of both of our lives and kind of the reason why our lives are interesting. Otherwise, we would just be punching a clock and yeah. sitting on the couch all day. Um, so when we were able to get the production company and WWE together to, to make this uh, Corey and Carmella show happen, it took a long, long time and a lot of red tape and, and a lot of stuff well beyond my pay grade. But we're excited that it finally saw the light of day. And it's all sort of like an experiment. There was no real plan or goal or uh, motive beyond, hey, we shot this stuff and we we have all this footage from the pandemic. We don't know what we're going to do with it. Let's see if anybody's into it. And I, to that same point, when it launched, I was asking the guys in our digital department and the higher-ups, what, what are we gauging this on? Like, how do we know if this is working? How do we know if it's successful? And they said, well, really, it can't fail. There's no expectation to it. And then, in like, the second or third day that the episodes were dropping, they were like, well, based on the numbers we have already, this is successful. Yeah. So whatever the next step is, I'm not sure. But in typical 
Matt fashion, the human being. <laughs> yeah. uh, I do everything at one time, and let's launch a new product and a new show and all this stuff right in the middle of WrestleMania season. <laughs> so everybody's Boy, busy no. with everything else. Uh, so we're just kind of once once the smoke clears after this weekend, hopefully we'll get a few more answers as to what the future holds. That does fascinate me with you though, because of course you you know you were a wrestler, right? Mm-hmm. And you've pivoted wonderfully into you know, the commentary booth and all that great stuff. So it kind of does fascinate me about all the different stuff that you do. Does it ever satisfy or satiate the itch? to get back in there? It depends on when you ask me this. Yeah. Today, uh, yes, it does satisfy the itch. It's, it's in lieu of the itch. I'm not go- sitting here going, oh man, I wish I was in that ring. Tomorrow night or Sunday night when I'm sitting ringside and there are 70,000 screaming maniacs surrounding us, maybe the itch gets a little stronger. Mm. Uh, but that's kind of been my deal. I, I dedicated my whole life to being a wrestler and I reached the goal being signed by WWE. I was having success in NXT. All signs pointed to me showing up on Raw or SmackDown sooner than later at the time. But sort of the way I dealt with the whole, I hate to say tragedy, but the bad news of being yeah. shut down uh, was just to dive in headfirst to anything and everything else that I could. And the company was awesome when I first got hurt, saying, hey, you didn't do anything wrong. We're not mad at you. We're not going to throw you out on the street. See if you can catch on anywhere else. Little did I expect it to be the commentary yeah. role. But, uh, but I still kind of keep that mentality now where, okay, now I'm comfortable with commentary. I, I'm confident. I feel like I could go out there and call WrestleMania by myself if I had to. Now I'm like, okay, now what else can I do? What else? Is there some other role? I went and got, got cleared just in the event that, you know, the, the need arises for me to fight somebody in the ring. I'm ready. I'm medically ready. I'm not in ring shape by any means. <laughs> but, but I'm, uh, you know, Don't nothing, you say those things. nothing ca- catastrophic will happen uh, if, if that goes down. But now I'm kind of just, I don't want to say I'm, I'm at a plateau, but I'm at a point in my career where I'm just kind of like looking, oh, what else? What else is there? What else can I do? What else can I put my hands on? Is it the creative end of things? Is it business? There, there are so many different facets of this company that I've learned since getting hurt that I probably never would have experienced just as a talent, as a wrestler. Yeah. But learning about marketing and why television works the way it does and television rights and, and this, this whole different realm that is uber important to the business, but everyone's talking about, oh, what's your finish? How's this? How, that was a great bump. That was yeah. a great match. So there's no shortage of new tasks for me to learn. Uh, so I'm just at the point now where I'm like, okay, what, what is that next step? Yeah. yeah. One of the things I find fascinating about you in particular, and some fans know, some don't, but obviously in those FCW days, you know, you're a big part of like Roman Reigns' ascension. And right. I'm reading Moxley's book at the moment. You're a big part of that, of course, as well, in their training days. And, mm-hmm. you know, you've some of these great careers, you've got these imprints on. And, of course, you've seen them go on to do these things. Is it like, you know, you cherish those? memories but also like ah you know yes and no uh i actually i don't want to say i named roman reigns but i was the one who suggested roman spell his last name the way he did oh yeah yeah just breaking he, news is no no it's not, I, he's actually he's actually acknowledged it a few times okay. i was like wow that was really cool like you didn't have to, to tell people about that but that's my my little contribution to yeah. the to the uh head of the table but it's it's sort of strange when i see you know a roman or a seth particularly seth's the one He's been one of my closest friends since those days. I, I'm such a huge fan of Seth Rollins. Yeah. And when he's out there doing what he does, those are the times where the itch gets a little bit more present. Because I think, man, we were we had some pretty good matches together, you know, against each other, uh, the Shield and like the Wyatt family yeah. and all, all these fun memories from NXT. So I, I, but I just look at it as though I'm taking a different role in their journey. Mm-hmm. I'm going to live on vocally 
through so many of these moments and video packages and, and when it comes down just like, you know, uh, JR and Stone Cold are almost synonymous. There's going to be a time where hopefully, with any luck, uh, it's going to be me and Rollins and me and Reigns and, and I can kind of be the voice of that generation, which is satisfying in a very different way than competing in the ring, yeah. but it's still satisfying nonetheless. Uh, you know, I heard you talking to Kenny about this earlier, but everyone loves to talk about Vince McMahon in the commentator's uh -huh. ear, right? Like everything he's got to say. How have you found transitioning onto a main roster commentator and like, who are your inspirations? Because like, I grew up on King and JR, right? So like, now seeing this new wave of generation, of course, you've had a lot of different partners these past couple of years. How's it been? It's It's been a challenge, but it's been exciting because to my point I made earlier, I, I just went all in on this and I told myself, okay, I got this second lease on life. I'm not going to fail. I'm going to figure this out. When I first started in NXT, all I could really do was emulate, to an extent, my favorites, which were Heenan and, and Jesse the Body. Awesome. Ventura, I think Ventura still, as much love as he gets, doesn't get enough. Because my childhood, though, that was what I remember. And I remember my dad laughing hysterically at Heenan and Ventura. And I think subconsciously, there's probably that's probably why I am the way I am, why I'm wired how I am. Um, but to your point, I have different partners, and each partner takes a little time to develop chemistry. And no two partners are exactly the same. The way I call a show with Jimmy is very different than I call with Cole. I had to do, uh, I filled in for Pat on SmackDown a few weeks ago, and I slipped right back into it with Cole. And after the show, we were talking, he goes, there were a few times you, you went into play-by-play. -play. And I said, you know what, you're right. I didn't realize that, but that's just because I've been so used to sort of helping Jimmy come along and covering when Jimmy hasn't quite gotten fully comfortable yet. So it's always a, no two nights are ever the same. It's, it's always a learning experience. But uh, I've had some pretty decent luck as far as not hearing the voice of the great and powerful Oz uh, in a negative manner too often. Yeah. That's not to say it's never happened, but uh, I learned kind of, I learned to do commentary the way the boss likes commentary done. Yeah. So as long as I kind of stay on that path, it's when I stray that I get yelled yeah. at. And I do every once in a while. I mean, speaking of yelled at, just finally on here, are there any times, like you could look on Twitter after, I think Dana Brick was an example, right, not too long ago. You say something and then you think, ah, uh, uh, you know, is there any kind of, yeah, I don't want to call it heat. That's the wrong thing. But you know what I mean? I think I think people latch on to any bit of negativity. And it's not just a wrestling problem. Twitter. It's sort of a societal, <laughs> definitely, Twitter yeah. problem. Where, I, you know, in that particular instance, I was trying to paint her as this underdog. Like, a, she hasn't been winning. And I, it's weird because our fans are so passionate. If you don't acknowledge history, they get mad at you. If you acknowledge the situation that may not be becoming of the person you're describing, yeah. that's somehow bad too. And it's just like, you, you can't win them all. And I've learned that, that people are gonna be upset and at the end of the day, as long as the guys signing the checks aren't upset, I, uh, I can't really worry too bad. Well, I'm not upset, because this has been a great interview, Corey. Appreciate Thank you very you. much, brother. You so Enjoy much. the rest of my new weekend. Yeah, you as well, have fun awesome. and live it up. Alex McCarthy having a whale of a time out in uh, Dallas for Mania, speaking to all the great and the good, and the write-ups of all those and the news lines, everything, TalkSport website, TalkSport.com forward slash wrestling, Alex's YouTube feed, YouTube feed, well, maybe as well, <laughs> but his Twitter feed for videos and everything else from, from that content. Uh, we do try and cover, we want to do, you know, New Japan, the G1 coming up. We want to make sure that we're covering uh, a lot of the other American promotions, UK promotions as well, and we will do on this feed. It's still a post-mania debrief. So we've it got is. a lot of WWE to talk about. Just a couple of things from AEW to mention. Mm -hmm. uh, firstly, Samoa Joe. Oh. Minoru Suzuki. I mean, even <laughs> so, just seeing Samoa Joe coming out on Mania weekend at the Ring of Honor show was one of the biggest pops that I had all weekend anyway. We suspected it may happen, but the fact that he came out in ring gear and the fact that he came out, it was, oh, 
Mwah. Mm. Absolutely loved it. That is a legitimate dream match for me. Uh, and the fact that Tony Khan is delivering us that to us on a plate. Look, mate, it, it, don't you think it's got that John Moxley energy where Moxley has left WWE and he's like, you know what? I'm just going to bleed and I'm going to face Japanese <laughs> legends that I want. You know, like when they had Yuji Nagata and they were just like, you know, it, there's no, there's no there's reason no for this. Yeah. There's no, <laughs> there is no build to this. There is no, but... But Moxley wants to wrestle him, so we're going to do it. Uh, and that's basically what's happening here. Samoa Joe said in um, after the Ring of Honor debut, right, in the, the press bit after... He casually said to Tony Khan, I want to be in the Owen Hart Cup, okay? So, <laughs> so ne- next week, that's his debut match, is in the Owen Hart Cup. Uh, and then, what else do you want to do, Samoa Joe? Wrestle Minoru Suzuki, I guess. Okay, let's do that then. So, I mean, Tony oh, Khan, for all, all the criticism, right, that they, they sometimes get in AW, like, they're going to run out of surprises, or, oh, you know, they, they just sign him... He's given himself so many options for weekly exciting TV, man. I, I I love it. I love it. I can't wait to see this. And and at some point with all that AEW stuff, we will get into a deep dive on the Cody Rhodes stuff. I mean, he is, for me, that's a top-tier interview we, we will be aiming to get a proper one-on-one with, not just a kind yeah. of press conference yeah, situation yeah, yeah, yeah. with. But his stuff that he did with... Like, for me right now, the fact that we've seen somebody finally go back in the other direction just shows how positive this could be for all of wrestling. You can have a guy that runs out of steam in one place, goes to another place, is brilliant for a couple of years, runs out of steam there, and then can go and transition somewhere else. Is exciting as hell. And, and a good start, I think. Two, uh, two weeks in, he's being presented like, like you would have hoped. Right? Yeah. It's all It's his presentation, crucially, but more than that, They've got him in a spot where he looks like he actually is going to be the top player. They're teasing. And if WWE are wise, that's what they'll do, Will. Yeah. And the final thing, just Wheelie Utah. Oh, my word. I'm not not sure he needed to kick out of two paradigm shifts. No. But the way they're presenting him, the way the Blackpool Combat Club is coming together, the way... I mean, this is a guy that maybe from me not following the Indies as close the last couple of years in the pandemic slipped under my personal radar but he looks like a superstar and I love it I'm the same and I think we, we mentioned this from the Ring of Honor show where, where he was in the title matchup uh, the pure title matchup I should stipulate and then this deal with Moxley it's been a real star making couple of weeks for Wheelie Utah again I didn't know much about him prior to AEW thought he was kind of like a good hand with best friends uh, and then all of a sudden I'm like wow okay this guy is a lot more he can go exactly and the Blackpool Combat Club are like my favourite thing in wrestling for just who's involved but mm-hmm. but more than that they're making people as they go Matt I'm so engrossed with what they're doing I, I, I again I cannot wait to see where it's going with that but if they I'm still kind of gutted Daniel Garcia's not a part of it but nonetheless uh, I'm very intrigued by, by where they're going never yeah. say never yeah that's fair right We'll leave you there because we've still got so much more content to bring you from across not just Mania Week but everywhere else as well. And don't forget there's the WWE shows coming up at the end of this month as well. So I'm sure there'll be more around what, 29th of April and doing the Friday here in London and the other dates as well. So we'll have more coming for you then as well. Keep following Alex on social media at AlexM underscore Talks. Well, you can follow me as well there. You don't get a lot of wrestling content, but you can follow me if you want. <laughs> uh, and TalksWorld.com forward slash wrestling. Thank you so much for listening. This has been Talk Wrestling on your Fight Night feed from TalkSport. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone.